Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. So today I have David James joining me, the founder of Juggle Street. After several successful years in the US as a serial entrepreneur, David returned to Australia, a proud parent of four children, and soon discovered that he and his wife needed help juggling daycare, school runs, and everything else while establishing a new startup and continuing their careers. Ever the innovator, David founded Juggle Street, a social network where busy working parents put their neighbors to work. David and Juggle Street team are passionate about rebuilding a sense of community and friendship in our neighborhoods. And this network creates trust and cooperation between families and neighbors of all ages. David's goal is to connect 1 million people of all ages street by street across Australia, creating a trust-based network that invigorates social communities. Hi, David. It's a real pleasure to be talking to you today. Thanks for coming and speaking to me today. So look, I've used Juggle Street over the last few years and I found it a great tool, um, like for enabling me to find local people um, to help me as I don't have a support network, being a single mum, and not having any family in the area that I live in. Can you give me like a brief overview and how you got to the point of creating Juggle Street? Yeah, um, Juggle Street's my fifth startup and I'd come back from the US um, and my fourth startup was still going. And I was uh, getting reestablished here and got um, got got remarried and um, and I suppose the second lot of children that's part of the um part of the story um and i started a, a different startup here um which i was exiting <clears throat> and during that time uh, young children were growing up and um we were trying to find babysitters in the neighborhood and it was uh, far more difficult than i remembered um the first time around um and then my older girls were getting into this sort of trying to get onto the bottom rung of the, you know, get some independence and some pocket money and, you know, babysitting's a, a go-to thing for that. Uh, and, and they were having difficulty. Um, anyway, so that was sort of playing in the back of my mind. And then I started investigating a startup uh, around childcare centres because my, my children were in childcare. And we started um, separate to outside of that. We were teaching them Mandarin and found this little Mandarin school and, um, yeah, and, um, you know, not surprising in Australia, you can you can find Latin and French and German, but you can't find Mandarin. But um, yeah. And then this little thing, school went went bust, and I thought there was, there was a big opportunity in Australia to get with the childcare um, and put Mandarin across that, the existing infrastructure. Uh, and went to Singapore and looked at where countries do it really well, um, yeah. where where it's ma- where where it's mandatory and sort of immersion. And I really got into the brain development of children and the time to do it for languages when you when you just acquire languages rather than learning it. It's literally from sort of six weeks old to about four four years oh, old. Oh uh, yeah, no, definitely yeah. definitely not mine in your age. Um, yeah, no, it's a bit. No, uh, that's right. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. full on. Yeah, our synapses are all uh, old and uh, old and crinkly now. Um, 
but um, and, and that's really where I got involved in the childcare and I was looking at the operational um, aspects behind the childcare centres and and it just kept coming up that the biggest problem that anyone had, and I'm always sort of chasing pain points, you know, there's no sense building technology and then look for a solution to fix. You've got to do it the other way. You know, what's the problem and can you fix it? And the biggest problem that childcare seems to have by far is uh, staffing, people not turning up, they're cancelling last minute, and then the poor childcare directors have to sort of scurry around. And so that's where the idea of a neighborhood based, and then a lot of them use at sort of old fashioned telephone based um, agencies and, you know, where we live. And then, you know, they send someone from three hours away and it's too late. So that whole idea of using, yeah. that, using the neighborhood to, to get people into to fix these problems. But then the more I looked into, the operation of daycare center, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, red tape and bureaucracy around it. I mean, if you remember back in the day, we had the, and there's the early years learning framework, which I'm sure you're familiar with when your kids yeah. were younger, and that's all the, the childcare. Um, and that used to be an 800 page document. Oh my gosh. I know, but then we had the, uh, the I, think, I think it was the Gillard government, the um, education revolution. Yeah. In true, and in true bureaucratic Australian style, we managed to, we need to manage to revolutionise it from an 800 page document to three and a half thousand page document. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Look, and uh, yeah, and I suppose with daycare centres, it's got to be safe and it's got to be secure. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, yeah. So that was enough to put me off because I know in a startup environment, you've got to be agile, you've got to be able to pivot, and you've yeah. got to, you know, and 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 worrying about the regulations which are necessary, but you didn't. So I decided to, well, I was convinced there was a, that there was a supply and demand in the neighbourhood. And I kept coming back to this, <clears throat> to the babysitting um, dilemma that parents with young children like Fiona and I, and then my older girls were, I think there was a natural, um, th there was a natural marketplace. <clears throat> and that's where the idea came from. And Jungle Street was a, a name that um, seemed to resonate with, um, with most parents. And we didn't want to, Right at the beginning, we wanted to create an, um, an umbrella brand so we could address multiple pain points for parents as, yeah. as their children got older, all the way from, you know, from childcare to primary to high school. Um, and we, we started off very simply, and the CTO that was working with me at the, my startup here in Australia, the other one, he, he became free, and we got the band back together, so to speak, and we created uh, uh, you know, this mobile-based proximity neighborhood focused um, two-sided marketplace and parents set up a profile they help us set up a profile um, and we launched it uh, at the primary school which is a walking distance from my house which is where the kids are still yeah. there now and that, that's where it came from and we had the technology and you can see on the map the pins on the map the parents I think we we started off with 12 pins on the map I think there was like eight eight babysitters and four parents um and it, it it grew from there but i i realized that it was a defining moment we've been going a few weeks and a few more pins started appearing on the map um that, which is new babysitters joining and yeah. i could see and i could see one and our technology was saying it was 15 meters away so i got onto arm i said this must be broken it's got to be 150 meters <laughs> or 1.5 kilometers or something and yeah it, and, and it wasn't it was actually the, the, the the semis across the way, a little apartment block across the way, and there was a 19-year-old girl in there. Yeah. I had no idea if she was there. So oh. she she was an ideal babysitter. 
Um, oh, definitely. And just across, literally across the street, she was the girl next door. Um, and so I thought that's, well, okay, you know, there is a supply and demand. And the problem is that the supply and demand, because everyone's so busy and parents are commuting and, you know, the, the, the two sides of the market, they're just not meeting anymore. No. And you can sort of, the, the, you know, the explanation over the last 30, 40 years, you know, people work more, mobile technology is being, you know, gets more and more evasive, invasive and, you know, it's uh, people are busier and busier. And also then on the supply side, they're, they're all staying in their houses more. They're not playing at the parks. Parents aren't networking in the playground because they're going shooting off to work. So that's where we, and for the first two years, we literally went school by school, um, building up the trust with, um, with the parents. And marketplaces are common, you know, across the world. And years ago, people would say, oh, I would never do banking online, and now everyone does. And, you oh, know, I know. I, I never. So, but we, I, we chose the highest level of trust of all the marketplaces, which is why most people have shied away from it, you know, parents and their children. So I knew instinctively from the beginning that we had to establish the trust. And the only way to do that is to eyeball the parent, you know, shake their hands and explain what you're doing. So we did. We went... I'm on the PMC at the local school, um, and I know that they need fundraising, you know. So we approached schools and said, can we sponsor your sausage sizzle or, uh, you know, um, the car boot sale of the fate? And they said, sure. And then we would go along sometimes literally with a juggler and, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, ju the, the juggler would entertain the kids and then we give, give us a chance to speak to, um, to the parents. To the parents. So we, we had groups of people going to literally school by school across our, uh, our area of Sydney. And then I remember it took us, it took us nearly two years to get 10,000 users signed up. Um, yeah. And it was still free for both sides of the network at that stage. Yeah. I think um, I was one of those people. I think I used it then. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was, it was just another seven months after that to get the second 10,000. So to go from 10,000 to 20,000. So it's, it's never been a hockey stick curve growth, but it has, it started picking up momentum and then we could start going across the whole of Sydney and then we moved down to Melbourne and then we started yeah. rolling out. Yeah, look, I find it fantastic because, because it was nice to be able to, like you say, uh, understand who's on your doorstep, who's local that you could then use. And like when I was working full time, it was vital and being online was also awesome because I could be sitting on a train or something like that and I could be then perusing the app and actually um, sort of posting what I needed uh, yeah. on the way to work or whatever, on the way home from work. So, and we also, and I also want, sorry, and I also wanted to make it a, a pure, a, a real marketplace. So, and Juggle Street, which is one of the reasons we've been able to expand quicker. So, parents and, and basically tap into the supply and demand. So rather than a platform saying it's $25 an hour or it's $35 an hour, you know, and that, that that's very restricting because, you know, parents and especially single parents, you know, with a single income, they, you know, what they can afford isn't what someone else can afford. And, you know, everybody's circumstance is different. So Geography was built from the ground up with that concept in mind. So when you, and you, you know, as a user, but if people haven't used it who are listening, you know, the parents set the price of the job so they can well say, that was what i was about to ask is are the jobs like on there so it's a little bit like a 
ODESK or something like that or a Fiverr where you can go in and say, okay, I will pay $20 or whatever an hour for babysitting, et cetera. Yeah, and we didn't want to overcomplicate it and make it a bit of an auction. So the parents are in charge of the job and they can set the price. So it, let's take a simple babysitting job. We've now got more complicated jobs before and after school care and nannying and au pairs. But like a simple babysitting job, you might send that out. Typically, parents will send that to between five and ten people. They set the price of the job. But you set it at $12 an hour and you send it out. And then it's real time. Um, so helpers can either apply or they can decline. And if they decline, they have to say why. So they get a couple of options, like too short notice, a calendar clash, I'm already doing something. Okay. Or it's the price is too low. So as a parent, if you send, if you send it out to 10 people and eight of them come back straight away and say your price yeah. is too low, then you've got instant market feedback. So we didn't want, it, we didn't want to get into these individual uh, negotiations on the job. It's just like the market will tell you, you know, what it's worth. And you now one of my daughter, my, my daughter at university, in one week she had a job for 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, and 25 bucks an hour. And again, you know, because it's around the corner. Yeah. And it's on a, you know, it's a midweek and she's got a uni assignment and the, the children are only going to be up for the first hour, then she'll do it for a cheaper price. So just, just letting supply and demand take it's a supply and demand bakers is the basics isn't it that's the yeah. thing so yeah yeah no i agree completely so can the babysitters or nannies etc can they post that they're available um how does how does that actually work no again we did a lot of research and the old-fashioned way was to you know that the, the helpers and they would have a, an availability calendar and then they you would set their calendar and then parents would, if they saw something they like, then they go and check. But what we found in reality is nobody, nobody keeps the calendars up to date. No, so, well, that's, yeah, we've got so many calendars, I suppose, that we're juggling, quite yeah. literally. Um, yeah. That, um, yeah, no, I suppose, yeah, keeping everyone up to date. And there might be last minute things as well. That Well, there are. And it's like we, we also, you know, we wanted to make it this real time, whether it's last minute or not, but it's a real time. Like it's, it's like a little contract. They get an SMS, the helpers, and you say, well, this is the job. Here's my profile. Here are my children. You know, this is, you know, these are the description of the job. It's on this date, at this time, um, for this amount of money. Now, you're either interested or you're not. Well, that's and, true. Yeah. So if you apply, you're saying you're available. So we're not relying or having an excuse in the availability calendar or, you know, and typically what people would do that, they'd say, hey, I'm, I'm available on Thursday, Friday and Sundays. And then you, you pick a Friday and they go, oh, not that one. It's my boyfriend's birthday or something. You <laughs> yeah, know. no, fair one. And, and, that, and that principle is, you know, we, that, those principles haven't changed. It, it is a marketplace. Parents still set the price. It's real time. Um, and those, that's allowed us to grow into multiple geographies and different socioeconomic areas when we expanded to New Zealand. I know I was about to say that. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. Yeah. And that's allowed us to do that as well because the market, the market determines yeah. the price. No, which is awesome. So Juggle Street covers the whole of Australia and New Zealand? Yes. Yep. Um, we're now up to about 108,000 um, registered users across New Zealand and Australia. And that's about 90,000 in Australia um, and 
the split between parents and helpers. When we started with the pins on the map, it was like 95% helpers and 5% parents. And that, that has gradually changed. And now we've actually, it's actually gone over 50%. So we're running at about 56% parents now. Okay. Um, so, which is nice. And, it, and it's heading towards 55, towards 60. And, and that's, that's good because we always have, we've always had more of a supply than we have uh, parents with a demand for jobs. When we started, we thought we'd have to market equally to, to parents and to helpers, but we learned very quickly, well, two important lessons. The good, the good lesson was that the helpers, the workers loved it and they oh. found us. Yeah, they like the real-time nature. It's a contract, it's a job, you know, it, and they can build up their ratings and reviews and their reputations. And that's always... So we didn't have to market, and we still don't, unless we go into it, open up a new uh, a new area. We don't market to the helpers at all. But we learned that the parents was going to take longer for to build the trust. Well, and, I suppose you're trusting somebody to look after your child, and you know, so and you've got to establish that yeah. um, reputation yourself, haven't you? So um, no, that's fair enough. They've got to trust you. Yeah. So now we're getting more pair. We've got more parents, and then what something else we learned after a while because originally we didn't single parents wasn't really on our radar and, and, and nor were dads. Um, and then we started noticing more dads and, um, you know, found out because of the support chat and things like that, there was single dads and there was a lot more single moms uh, using the platform. And again, if, you know, in, in the scale of juggling, then, you know, single parents are at the, yeah. uh, right at the, uh, the high end. The oh, scale. yeah, no, very much so. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, you know, if you move, especially I find in Australia, if you move to state and you've got family in Queensland but you move to, say, Melbourne or WA or, or New South Wales yeah. even, you know, then you haven't got people at support network on your doorstep to assist and help you out. So you do sort yeah, of need we, that village around you. Yeah, yeah, and we found that there was a lot of people who were from overseas or interstate that, you know, they're plonked in the middle of a big city and it, it can feel very lonely and you haven't got that network around you. Yeah. And the dads now, I think the last count, they're up to about 15% of our new parent registrations are dads um, and they're posting, but they're posting nearly a quarter, they're posting nearly 25% yeah. of the jobs. Well, like single mums, single dads, we've all got to work. And, um, you know, yeah. I think the single mums, it's accepted that we're there for our children and we need to go home when they're ill or various different things like that. But single dads have challenges as well in the fact that if they're looking after their children 50% of the time or full time, they have the same challenges as single mums. So, you know, and they still need the same care um, aspects as single mums do. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all, David. No, no, not yeah. at all. So how do, um, if you if I was a single parent and I was on the website, how do I then, um, what information do I get on the actual helpers to um, help me to choose which one would be right for my family? Yeah, so um, in terms of verification, we we verify working with children checks, but they don't, they don't exist in New Zealand. Oh, okay. Um, if, if you're not an Australian resident, um, you're required to <clears throat> put in your passport details and then we verify whether you've got a right to work, whether you have a visa and, uh, and whether you're, you've got a right. So it's called a yeah. right to work check. Um, and then we, 
a helper's profile can't be published. It's not published, not seen by a parent until we verify. Well, uh, we we do phone ver mobile phone verification, email verification, and then working with children check and a right to work visa check. And then the helper can ha has to load a photograph, and they have the option of doing a video. And then they can describe what they um, they can describe themselves, and then they put their experience in each of the job categories that they that they select to to opt into. And then it's the trust, which is why it takes longer. You know, it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing. Like as parents, we we're, we're drawn to the ones with the most who've done the most mm -hmm. jobs. And um, but when you start, there's no one done any jobs, so it's taken that time too but now we've got so many you know we've got like fifty thousand helpers on there and some of them have got um so we we've built up an algorithm internally which presents helpers in the various categories based on this what we think we call a trust algorithm because so that's based on the number of jobs that someone's okay. done the number of cancelled jobs and number of jobs they've cancelled because that's a <clears throat> that's a measure of reliability and, and then the next factor is uh, the number of written reviews from parents, then their five-star rating, and then we multiply that by a proximity weighting. So closer to your house, so someone's 500 metres away, they'd get a higher, more points than someone who was five kilometres okay. away. And, th and then in a real-time basis, when you log in and you go searching for a nanny or a daycare, uh, whatever you go searching for, we will, the, the platform will present those in so that order. those in the closest area with that criteria that you just described well it's 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 in the back end it works and now but it's a point system so all those things have okay. points and the, and then the proximity thing is a weighting on top of it which basically gives an overall ranking and point system and then that, that's oh, the okay. presented. okay awesome but then as you as the parent, we've got a whole list of filters that you can go to as well. So if you want French, there's the language filters, there's uh, special needs, um, car, driver's license, you know, there's, oh, okay. um, quali qualifications, first aid. So, so the system uses overall trust parameters to present to you. Uh, because we don't know what your your particular requirements are. So we use a, a, a trust algorithm and then you can on top of that you can change the filters um and drill down further because I, I need someone with special needs experience i i, I want someone with a, a first aid certificate or someone's anaphylaxis training yeah. or so it's really quite sophisticated in um as time's gone by we've added more but that's one of the challenges from a technology point. You have these great ideas and parents say, I want this, I want this. And then it's like, yeah, okay, that's great. Now we've got to go back to 50,000 yeah. helpers and get them to give us the information before we can. And that's, you know, one of our rules. Well, I'm a bit obsessive about it. It's, you know, when you big databases and marketplaces, garbage in, garbage out. So, yeah, so you've got to get the right information in and then you can, present it and slice it and dice it and use filters. Yeah, no, exactly. And algorithms work with that, like, clean data. But like like you say, with garbage data, it's, yeah, it can throw up everything. So, yeah, that's then that's not effective for your customers as such. So the parents can actually rate the helpers. Um, what, have you had any incidents where a parent's, like, not been happy? And how do, how do you go about, like, dealing with a situation if you're not happy with a helper? Yeah, we've uh, over the we've been live for 
over six years now, and maybe we've had eight incidents where people have, you know, had cause to okay. contact us. That's good. Um, and and there've been over thirty thousand jobs posted, but of that eight, six of them were complaints oh. against the parent. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and you know. Um, yet not being in a fit state when the babysitter arrives and, you know, and saying they'll pay them and then they don't, they don't pay them and refuse to pay. And yeah, it goes, it goes goes both both ways basically. So the parent can complain about the helper, but the helper can also complain about the parent and, and, you know, speak to you about that as well. It's not as though the helper's just on their own and, you know, they deal with whatever situation and scenario there is there. There's a little bit of, for them yeah well, I mean they can come back to us and we'll do it when we can we we but, but yeah obviously we, we encourage them to sort of go we're not we're, yeah we're not we're not that and there is a slight distinction I mean a, a parent can leave a written review and a rate a five-star rating which is in five categories which adds up to mm-hmm. you know the normal rating system um on the other side we uh, we allow the helpers to rate the parent like the five star rating, but we don't allow them to leave a no, and that's fair. Yeah, okay. In, we, we just thought because there's some younger, less experienced people on there, we didn't want things written that would possibly be defamatory, and you know, and then, and anyway, over the years, I think that this that decision has proved out well. Ninety nine point nine percent of the parent reviews are, are honest. No, so what? Um... So you've got babysitters on there and you've got nannies on there. What what other um, facilities does the website actually offer? Or well, services, should I say, not facilities, but yeah. services. Au pairs, which is quite distinctly different, um, and which obviously has now been thrown into complete turmoil with, you know, because 90% of the, the au pairs were coming from overseas and all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and then last year we went into home tu- into tutoring okay. because again, like I mentioned earlier, this umbrella brand. So you know, as, as the kids get older, you don't need them babysat, but you might. It's like, well, I, I could do, you know, my child could do with some French or some Mandarin or help in primary school even with some maths. And um, so interesting. Just just before COVID, we and that was a, our next big job vertical was tutoring and we divided that into primary school and high school and under the juggle street model it's proximity based so someone and again from maximizing the youth the um maximizing our helpers already on the network someone who's a good babysitter could also be a great yeah. tutor they're not there so they're not necessarily they're not a trained teacher but if a mom is looking for someone in year five or four to get some help with maths you know, and they take yeah, and there's a there's somebody around the corner who's got done 72 jobs in the neighborhood, they've finished their HSC, and you know, it, and you know, with your children, it's more of a at, at, at the primary school, it's more of a chemistry that they do the you know, they've got the skills if they've done HSC maths, they know they yeah. know the maths of the year four or five. <laughs> you know, do they do they yeah, and Australia is a multicultural country anyway. So I mean, you yeah. know, we've got Italian and French and German and Spanish and Chinese and Japanese and like you know so if I suppose if they yeah. if their native language is not English then they might be an awesome tutor teaching like Spanish or 
teaching Chinese or Mandarin or, you know, Japanese. And again, and, and all the musical instruments as well. Especially oh, at yes. primary school. So we, we launched actually about three or four months before and we, and we got a lot of tutors signed up. A lot of them were existing um, people doing childcare. And then they said, well, yeah, I can do, I can do tutor, you know. And, and then we started signing up qualified teachers and trained tutors and, and then COVID happened. <laughs> so then all of a sudden our model of, you know, creating a marketplace where people went into someone's homes all of a sudden, you, you weren't even you weren't allowed to go into people's homes. So, not only, but that sort of stopped our tutoring expansion yeah. in its tracks. Um, since then, we've launched the option for online tutoring. Yeah. Um, but that but that was a big, you know, our expansion of jobs was going along quite nicely. Everything was building, and then we're, we're not, you know, like thousands, millions of other businesses. It feels like everything's world. been put on pause for a year and just like, so we've all had time to take stock and now we've all going to hurtle out of the like gates heading forward to 2021 with all our ideas, um, which leads me quite nicely into like, well, what's next? So you've got the platform up. It's, you know, it's got, it's all around Australia and in New Zealand. So what's next? Are you developing anything or, or can we even know about it? I don't know. <laughs> This is all secret yeah. squirrel stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's yeah. We've got to. We've had to regroup. I mean, and we did. We lost 90 percent of our revenue, and we 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 have managed to survive, and we've come out the other side. Um, and in the meantime, you know, we introduced online tutoring and, and stuff like that. Um, but we've got a couple of challenges still now, and and I think my personal opinion, and all of a sudden, online tutoring became the flavour. You know, everyone was doing Zoom, like, well, you and I are doing Zoom. Now, yeah. But but, but I think the pendulum is is swinging back very quickly to face-to-face. -face. I mean, the last thing I want for, for my nine-year-old boy is a, a Zoom meeting. Well, I know, to be cuts. on a Blue Moon computer again. Like, it's bad yeah. enough on the games and, like, all the other things. Yeah. So... We're, we're, you know, we're focusing now on trying to establish ourselves in the in, in the in the tutoring market, especially. And we're focusing on primary school. You can do high school tutoring as well. Well, one that's more competitive. There's a lot mm. of startups and big companies now in the high school. Um, but our user base and our parents and you know in that primary space. So we're 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 concentrating on that. Um, we're about to re-release our au pair job awesome. offering. Um, because I think there is a, you know, there's a there's a massive demand at the moment and a real need. Yeah. But we found our automated matching thing when it comes to au pairs isn't quite cutting the mustard. So we're going to sort of help curate that process a little bit. And we're now doing screening telephone interviews and some other things, which, the, you know, again, the parents are telling us that what they need. So we go back and rebuilding okay. that. And from a technology point of view, we've got a, and you as a user, you see it on your phone, but that's not an app. It's actually a, a, a it's a, a website. It's a mobile website. Okay. Um, so we're we're in the next three or four months, hopefully, we'll be in a position to uh, launch uh, iOS and Android Ooh. apps as well. Which again, that which again, the market has been telling us both the parents and the helpers that's what they want. But again, when you're a startup and you're iterating and you're changing things every day or at least two or three times a week, we'd be doing, you know, new feature patches and bug fixes and things like that. And 
when you have to still go through the Apple Android isn't too bad, but you Apple's go to the App Store, you can, yeah. you can wait six six weeks to, and by the time you get a release, it's, you know, yeah. got, you need to update it or whatever. <laughs> you've got four, you've, you've got four more in the queue behind. Yeah, you. yeah. Um, but we, I think we're, you know, we're not going to be adding any new big job verticals. So I think we, we're comfortable we're getting to the stage where we'll <clears throat> be able to um, manage that process um, in an app environment as well. Okay, awesome, awesome. So where can our listeners connect if they want any more questions, uh, if they've got any more questions regarding Juggle Street or they want to ask you anything, David, where, where can they actually uh, connect with you guys? Uh, if anyone's got any questions, they can, um, as a user, you can just click the help thing, the, the icon on the bottom of the screen on your mobile phone or, or the PC. If you want to ask me any questions directly, it's, it's just David at jugglestreet.com. Awesome. And the web address for the actual site is www.jugglestreet.com. In, in, in Australia, it's jugglestreet.com.au and, and in New Zealand, it's um, .co.nz. Okay. Oh, brilliant. Awesome. And then people can just go on there and it's fairly straightforward. If you want to join as a parent, there's um, you just click on the join as a parent. And if you want to join as a helper, you click on that yep. link and go through exactly. that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's free. It, it's free to join, but then if you want to actually post a job, and again, that's where we we try to keep it simple. We've had different iterations, about half a dozen iterations of our pricing model. But parents can pay for an individual job, or they can have an annual subscription and post as many as they want. Because again, we found there's, there was a bit of a backlash against subscriptions. People have been caught out; they forget to cancel them. And anyway, there's some people that. So we allow for both. If you want to just come in and pay for something yeah. as a one-off, you can do that. I suppose it, yeah. So I suppose it depends on how many times you want to post for a babysitting job, or to, yeah. it depend. Yeah, no. I suppose you've got to assess that. Bit. Yeah, and th- we started last year. We started charging the so we started charging the helpers as well. So it was until last year it was completely free for the helpers, mm-hmm. um, and now it's. For them, it's $24 a year. It's just $2 a month. Um, and the, the big advantage they have on our platform versus Airtasker or something like that, we, we don't take a percentage of the job. So when a, par- when a parent pays a helper, you know, $20 an hour for $500, that $100 goes to the helper. We don't, we don't take a percentage. And do they pay via the uh, platform? Uh, no. No, I mean, when you post a job as a parent, you say, well, I, I, I want to pay cash for this or I want to do it online okay. or, I don't mind, or I don't mind. And then depending on your, your selection, then we only show you helpers. So if you say, I want to pay online, then we only show you helpers that have opted in to be paid online. Okay. Um, and then when you award, when you award the, uh, the job to a helper, at that point, you, you're, you get their telephone number mm-hmm and you would be released their bank details. And then you do the AFT. Okay. We could have done it through the platform, but all, all, the, all the merchants, the online merchant platforms, and they take such big percentages. Yeah. And then, you know, we'd have to cover that percentage. And then it sort of clouds the fact that, and, and we wouldn't be making any money, you know, we had to, so we decided parents are doing it anyway. They, here's the bank details, they can send it. And then, 
no one's paying a percent, an unnecessary percentage yeah. to an outside an outside. Well, that way it impacts everyone, doesn't it? If you've got to put them through yeah. a merchant, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fair enough. That's okay. That's fine. And um, I understand you're going to do a small deal for our listeners with regard to um, if they log on and use the site and have listened to this podcast. Yes. Yes, um, it, it's called a join code, but when, when you go as a new user, if you go in and um, register as a parent, there, there'll be a, a join code there for you to, and you chose the code, crazy, yeah, which is sorry, um, everyone. applicable. <laughs> so just type, type in crazy, and then um, you will get $20 in your, in your account to use as you see fit. And $20 is the cost of a one-off babysitting job. But if you wanted to get an annual babysitting subscription, it's $60. When you come to the checkout, the $20 will be applied against that. So the $20, you can, um, but it's enough if you want to come in and do one babysitting job and, and, and test it out. And also I can give you a URL, which if anybody gets in contact with you, you can just okay, send them awesome. a link. And then, and then if they join, when they click on that, it automatically puts the code in so they don't even have to remember crazy. Oh, brilliant. I'll, I'll post the link when I actually post the, um, the podcast okay. on YouTube. That's fine. That's okay. Thanks, David. That's brilliant. And I have one last question for you, David. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Ah, oh, not to get old. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I have to agree with you, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, outside of that, I, um, I'd love to be able to breathe underwater. I do. I, I ocean swim at least five oh, times wow. a week, early in the morning, and I, which at the moment is a bit scary because the time we're going is pitch black. But um, hopefully, daylight saving this weekend will yeah. see daylight back at quarter to six in the morning. But yeah, being able to, uh, and sometimes the dolphins have been coming up next to us in the mornings and stuff. So being able to swim under, swim underneath, uh, underwater with them. Yeah. Be, uh, well, that, that would, would be, be awesome, and I'm glad they're dolphins that are coming up to swim next door to you um, and not anything else that's big and got sharp, pointy teeth. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. All right, thank you, David. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thanks ever so much. And Thank you, um, thank you Claire. I love, I love your work, by the way, and I think it's, uh, it's amazing at how much you get through and it's a great service for all the, the, the single parents out there. It's Thanks, fantastic. David. Thank you. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey, and Twitter. Have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.